get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Alongside Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Excited to go out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. Therese Paler of Yahoo Sports. He's a senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. Also the host of the Yahoo NFL podcast and the Therese Paler show joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Therese, always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I'm doing great, BK. How are you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. About as well as Browns fans should be doing this morning. <laughs> Therese, what the hell am I supposed to make of this team, man? I, I kind of wrote them off earlier in this year as being a fun story, a solid team mm-hmm. that maybe they go 9-7, and 10-6, something like that. But I never really took them seriously as a legitimate contender. Should I be, though, after their win against Tennessee? Look, that was a big win because I think, you know, obviously the first tier of the AFC is Kansas City and, and Pittsburgh, but that second tier is Buffalo, Cleveland, and Tennessee. And I was pretty clear that I thought Cleveland was like number five, you know, in the AFC as far as like, you know, how good you really are. And, um, you know, I, that's a big win. Like they came out and they jumped those guys. They jumped those guys. And I still think that this is still a year that's going to end up being like a building season. Like, you know, the 99 Rams don't come around really often at all like you normally have to build toward being a Super Bowl champion right but um with, with, with some playoff losses and then you capitalize in like year two or year three of that so you know I, I think they'll lose in the first or second round and but but this is still like a big deal for them to beat a team like that because it shows they might be closer than we think to maybe contending um and the, the point in the column just to wrap that up like hey you know Baker Mayfield needed this too just for his long term absolutely outlook like he needed that because honestly I mean I've been watching the same games you have like they've been doing it with the run game not him so like this should get people off his back for a while and buy him some time but he's got to keep playing like that if we want to take them seriously and they have to improve their depth but that happens this offseason so Therese on the flip side of that then what are we supposed to make of the Tennessee Titans because I think a lot of people considered them possibly the third best team in the AFC with Tannehill and Derrick Henry and they've had losses like this but this one seems to uh, set them back a bit in my opinion yeah they're home you know they were at home in that game um and this was a team that they should be better than I mean the, the Titans made the AFC championship game last year so for them to get down 38 to 7 says something about where Cleveland's at and for the Titans I like the fact they really fought back in that game they didn't roll over which I would expect I would expect them to fight back because Rabel's got that attitude you know what I mean (laughs) but um you know I think it's a flawed team and I think it's a flawed team whose defense is not championship level and it will catch up to them they have like your window's only so long they have got to meaningfully improve their defense this offseason to get to a championship level because what they have right now offensively 
and how Arthur Smith's got that going. If he's not a head coach next year, it will be the year after. So, like, you kind of got a window here. You got to take advantage of that. And um, I, I think, you know, their, their, their issue is their defense, and that game exposed it. We're talking to Therese Paler here on 101 ESPN. Therese, I think the biggest surprise to me yesterday was Seattle losing at home against the Giants with Colt McCoy starting at quarterback. I – I don't even know where to begin with this game. I mean, on one hand, props to Joe Judge and the Giants. They seem to be kind of clearly in the driver's seat in the NFC East right now. But I thought Seattle was a real contender for the Super Bowl. And I know that defense hasn't been great this year, but I've always been able to count on their offense. And then Mm -hmm. they go into this one and they just lay an egg. What happened to them offensively yesterday against the Giants? Well, they faced the Giants' defense is quietly kind of good. Like, entering that game, they were like fourth in the league in sacks. So, you know, they kind of get after – or turnovers. Like, they get after you a little bit, man. Um, James Bradbury is one of the better corners in football, quietly. Um, and their defensive front is big and stout. Um, and Leonard Williams has come on. So, they ran into, like, a good defense that they probably underestimated a little bit. Because, you know, we all look at the Giants and be like, ah, they stink. But, no, they actually play really hard for Joe Judge. And I said this a couple times on the podcast. You know, the way they compete – on a week-to-week basis, like kind of reminds me a little bit of Brian Flores and the Dolphins last year where you could see, like, the confidence and they just weren't there yet. But you, you figure, like, this year, you know, or the next year, they'd be pretty pretty competitive. And um, I think that's where we're at with the Giants. Like, I, do I think they'll finish with a winning record? No. But, you know, they, they've been close in every game this year. I think, in, I think all of their losses have been within 10 points except one. You know, and that's saying a lot for a team without Saquon Barkley, you know. Um, so I, I think they ran into a team that, you know, those guys get paid too, and their defense is quietly kind of good. And um, defensively, we know Seattle's issues, BK. Like, we know. Yeah. We, the past, you know, you can throw on these guys, but the thing that really concerns me is that, you know, in that scheme, it's a lot of cover three. That's the takeaway to run. The Giants ran for 190 yards on them. Um, how? Yeah, well, I know how. They're well coached and they're tough up front, you know. But, but like, if you're Seattle, that's not okay. Not against Colt McCoy, at quarterback. You make Colt McCoy beat you vertically. And Darius Slayton's a good player, but uh, that's not enough. Like, they, they, they've got some issues there, and that's another really flawed team. I don't think they're better than the Seahawks. I'm sorry, I don't think they're better than the Saints or the Packers. <laughs> So then in that division, then, Therese, when you look at the NFC West, you have the Rams who beat the Cardinals. And I think for a while, like BK mentioned, we're talking Seattle as the best team. So are the Rams the best team coming out of that division right now? Boy, do you, it comes down to how much faith you have in Jared Goff. Um, <laughs> Not much. Yeah. I mean, his, I mean, this is a guy you can heat up. When you heat him up, he can't really do his thing. He needs to play action. He needs the scheme stuff. He doesn't do the second reaction stuff. You know, I'm not hating. Like, it can work. Like, he got to the Super Bowl. But it's, it takes, like, a great run game and McVay being on point. And, you know, in the playoffs, I'm not betting on that. Like, I would bet on the Seahawks over that because of Russell Wilson. Um, but their defense is good now. I think Brandon Staley's done some great things for that defense. I know, you know, um, I was one of the people like, oh, you firing Wade Phillips? Well, yeah, because – um, they're a lot more balanced now. They make adjustments. Um, you know, they, they cannot just bring pressure. They play coverage in the back end. The young secondary has gotten a lot better. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've watched their games and be like, oh, wow, this Darius Williams guy can play. Oh, wow, this Jordan Fuller guy can play. Troy Hill. Like, their young secondary can get it. And obviously, Jalen Ramsey is having the best year of his career and Aaron Donald. So, it's a really good team. I just don't trust Garrett, Jared Goff. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. Um, 
I'd, I'd still pick the Seahawks there. I think the Cardinals are coming back down to earth. But, um, yeah, I'd, I, I, it depends on how much faith you have in golf. And I just don't feel like when the rubber meets the road that their run game is strong enough to lift them in the way that he was lifted two years ago in the playoffs. It seems like that week 16 game is probably going to decide that division because if you look at the kind of the schedule uh, other uh, elsewhere, uh, the Seahawks have the Jets in Washington over the next couple of weeks. I, I think they'll win both of those games, although I thought they were going to beat the Giants. And then you've got the Rams after that. So it feels like that's where it's going to be determined. But I did want to ask you, uh, Therese, about that Rams-Cardinals game and the other side of it. What what in the world has happened to the Cardinals? Because I was all in on Kyler Murray. I was all mm-hmm. in on that offense. I know that they have some deficiencies. I understand that they are not a perfect team. But this thing has gone south quickly, and it seems to have coincided with his injury in his shoulder. Yes. Is this as simple as Kyler's not right, and that's what's gone wrong with the Cardinals right now? Or is there something bigger that needs to be discussed? That's part of it, but that's not the only reason. Like, So Kyler Murray... In all their wins, like he was rushing 10 times a game. And recently, since the shoulder injury, he's rushed like five. That's been a consistent theme. So he's not running as much, which tells you he's not right. And I know Kyle, you know, I know Cliff Kingsbury was saying before the game, he thinks he's right. He had a great week of practice. And he did throw the ball pretty good, but it's still not the same if he's not running, especially in the red zone. So that's a big deal. Like shoulder injuries are big. He's not a big guy. So like, He's got that joint. What happens if a big guy lands on him now? Like, that's something he's going to be conscious of the rest of the season. Um, But that's not the only reason why. He's missing a security blanket in Larry Fitzgerald. Um, He was out for this game, I think, um, on injured reserve. And, I, you know, one more thing here to keep in mind, like Jared Goff went off. But, like, yeah, he did it without Corey Peters being on the defensive line. Um, Jordan Phillips and Chandler Jones. So, I mean, that, those are three pretty big losses for those guys. Um, so, it, I mean, it's some different things. You know, that, that's another team that's learning how to win. I'm still excited about Kyler Murray's future, but it does explain why, you know, he has to remain diligent about not getting hit, why, he had, why the Cardinals have to continue to build the offensive line to protect him because, you know, he is the offense. Him and Nuke are, are the offense, but if, if Murray is nicked up, it kind of changes the dynamism of it, and that changes the dynamism of their entire team. Therese, final question kind of on on this line of of discussion here. The final spot in the NFC is now really up for grabs. It's basically the Vikings, the Cardinals, and the 49ers as the top contenders. 49ers still have to play tonight. Uh, They're a one-point favorite against the Bills at home. But of those three teams, who do you trust the most to get that final spot in the NFC wildcard? Without looking at their schedules right now in front of me, I just go based on like what I know about the teams mm-hmm. and what I've watched them. Okay, so I'm worried about Murray's shoulder injury. Like that, that does really concern me, and I'm worried about the injuries they have. So I, I probably put them less in that group, which is amazing. Um, but you know, for the most part, the Vikings are fairly healthy. Um, you know, they seem to finally round it in form a little bit. I wasn't impressed with their win yesterday, BK, but. You know, they know who they are with Mike Zimmer. They know who they are offensively. You know, their young secondary has gotten better. And Justin Jefferson is amazing. I, and it's really helped them not having Drew Samia in the lineup. So, you know, um, I, I guess I would pick them. Um, and the 49ers are just so beat to hell. I really appreciate how much they're competing. Actually, I would put the Cardinals second. But, like, I really appreciate how much the 49ers can compete. I actually do know. I think their schedule the rest of the way is pretty brutal, too. So I will pick them last because they're so beat up. But I appreciate 
what Kyle Shanahan's done with that group in a year that should be the year from Hill, but they're probably going to finish eight and eight out of sheer will because Kyle Shanahan, an elite coach, refuses to have a losing team. It's it's a hell of a job he's doing over there, man. What him and Belichick have done this year is just, it's remarkable. It's a reminder that yeah. good coaching can get you to eight and eight. Like that, <laughs> if you just have like really, really high level coaching, that might be enough. And yeah. this is kind of my last question for you, Therese. I talked about the Patriots and how impressed I've been with Belichick. 45 nothing. 45 nothing over the Chargers. I know the Chargers aren't great, man, but that should never happen to them. I like Anthony Lynn. I think he's a good coach. I, I wish that things were going better for him, but was yesterday kind of the nail in the coffin for him moving forward? It, 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 here's the thing, you know, I don't want to do this. I love the guy, you know, I, you know, uh, I, I, I appreciate, you know, strong coaches and, and he's a likable guy and everything you hear is that he's a prince, but what you, what you can't do is get blown out at home 45 zero against a Patriots team and offense that's clearly limited Right, Cam Newton in the passing game. Isn't great. You know, the Cardinals were, were, were run. Vance Joseph was running goal line defense against them a week ago. And they still let those guys run the ball against them. And they threw it. Like, man, that's not okay. And then you're at home, and I know, like, you're beat up. I know Melvin Ingram didn't play, but guess what, man? Like, you, if you're having a year from hell, you want it to be like Miami's last year, where, like, it was ugly early, but you got more competitive as the year went on. The problem with the, the Cardinals is that was a major regression. I'm sorry, the, the Chargers, that was a major regression, man. Like, Justin Herbert's a talented guy, and it's tough to face Bill Belichick as a rookie quarterback, but – yeah, yeah, BK. Like he can't lose that poorly at home against a team like that. Yeah, it's just I I That's feel brutal. for him. I, I think he's gonna get another shot eventually. He should get another shot eventually, but what's happened this year just I I feel like that's the type of a team that has to kind of change the messaging, if nothing else. Therese, always appreciate the time, my man. People can hear you on the Yahoo NFL podcast. They should check out the Therese Paler show as well. You can check out both on the Apple podcast app or wherever you listen to podcasts. He's a senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. He is Therese Paler joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Therese, always appreciate the time, my friend. We'll talk with you again soon. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. That's Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed plus special financing, only for a limited time. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details.